Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of To Practice Fairness with me, Robert. With me, Pete. And that Mo Busman out here. Yeah. We're all half dead, but we're still we're still out here. We're still out here. We're still putting in the work. We're out here in these streets. No, like that. They did go for more than one week without hearing your voice because you didn't record last week. You don't want to for more than one week because we missed last week. Okay. You know, like that. Yeah, we out here we in these streets dying, but for you guys, because you guys are worth it, we know that you might need our soothing voices. Yeah, you guys are gonna get cancelled. <laughs> you better not cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. all right. So, should we get into it? Oh, yeah, so yeah, we're, we're all sick, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a wild episode. Yeah, hey, sick and tired it's right now. It's all coming out, but I know. I'm high on the cough mixture right now, living my best life. Yeah, <coughs> yeah let's get into it. Cool. Let's go. Um, who's in the hot seat? Who's in the hot seat? Myself. Yeah. My sick self. So be gentle. Ooh. All right. All right. So I've got a serious question and a not serious question. So I'm going to ask both. Let's go. All right. Not serious question. Mm. If. Myself, yourself, and Moses were all given a hundred thousand pounds. Who would be the first to flip it to a million pounds, and how would they do it? Oh, it definitely wouldn't be me, it'll be either you or Moses. I think, <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about you, Rob. Mo's <laughs> been going hard, no, just because I know Mo's been going hard on stocks and stuff, like learning as much as possible. I so, I reckon he's got a good chance. It definitely wouldn't be me because I just buy, I'd buy stuff I want. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it'll be it'll be either you or Mo. I've got my money on Mo. Do you know what? Yeah, I think it'll be me. <laughs> not humble it's at not, all. No, it's not. It's not like a. It's not a prideful thing. I, I think it'll be me. Car mm. uh, the way as as PS said, the way that man's looking at stocks and shares and that yeah. looking into the cryptocurrency and everything's there, like. I think I'll, I'll I'll flip it quick and not even just from that, but just like the hustler's mindset that I've got as well from young. Mm. I think that I'd flip it quick. Rob, you got a rebuttal. Do, all oh, I sorry, need to sorry. do is buy yeah. two, 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 two things for my mum to take to Ghana and flip it. <laughs> Give her a little cut. Me take my thing, flip it on the stocks and shares. Hey, there. I think if I knew it was a competition to see who could flip it the fastest, I think I would win. Okay. All right. We've um, got, we got ourselves a little battle. Yeah. How, how do you do it? How do you do it? Um, I would pay pay a financial advisor to, 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 to flip it for me. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Man, but, man but with a loophole. Do you know man that with loophole. the financial advisors, in as much as they've got more knowledge, is still a guessing game. Yeah, but I but I I'd rather guess her then or you do want someone who's mind. professionally Facts. guessing. Facts. Then, yeah, that's that's. Oh, right, but fair. I think I think do you know what though? Yeah, like I like I like the angle, and I think if you flipped it from the angle, then there's a likelihood that you would win. Mm. There's there's a likelihood that you would win, but the angle that I would flip it from would mean that I can continue flipping it. Okay, 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 okay. Any rebuttal, Robert? Yeah, you probably get, you know, sustained um profits from investments. It's not like a one-time thing, but yeah. I mean that's a that's a fair point. Um no, I think I'd rather trust trust my money with with, with someone who knows what they're doing. Um yeah, just because to be fair, that's probably the approach I take, but I don't, that's the thing. I probably wouldn't invest all of it. I'd, I'd use some of it to buy some stuff. I'd buy a, buy a house, buy a, I've been thinking about buying a church. Not that I have any money, but I've been thinking about buying a church, like a church building. Um, So I'd probably do that. 
and then pay someone how, to invest what's left. How much do you think a hundred thousand is currently? That's like what? That's two deposits. But yeah, well, give or take. Because if you take into, into consideration like stamp duty and stuff like that, yeah, yeah. you'd be looking. Well, depending if the house is half a mil, then you'd be looking at. How would I buy a half a mil house? I don't know. What. No, but you'd be looking at about because <laughs> that's ten percent, so that's fifty k. Yeah, and nah. you, okay. you need to put aside at least like between 10 to 15 yeah. for all the legal procedures. And stuff. I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably buy like because I wouldn't be buying a house to live in, I'd be buying a house to rent rent out, sort of thing. Ooh. So, yeah, but I wouldn't flip it, it wouldn't flip it like you guys are talking. It's just, I'm uh, I'm not there yet because <laughs> I would, I would touch the property thing, though. <laughs> if, yeah. if, if it's a case of like. There, if I if I still need to work mm. and flip it, then it's gonna be tech. But if they're gonna pay me like a living allowance and stuff and give me this money to flip it, yeah, I'm gonna reckless. Yeah. I'm gonna reckless. I'm flipping oh. houses. Yeah, I'm doing a whole yeah. I don't have houses. Yeah. Well, I don't have a million houses. No, okay, maybe not a million. I think 10, 10, 10 would be okay. Do you know what I might even do? I might even do like a Airbnb thing. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if you want, if you want like a steady flow income, no worries. You just get yourself an estate agent. You give them a cart for maintenance. You give them a cart for uh, management. You're getting less, but you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And some people guarantee rent, so you just are there collecting the paycheck, and it's not as much as maybe you want. But hey. You got property, you got someone living in it paying you, or you got at least a company guaranteeing that they'll give you the rent. Yeah. And then when you're ready, you can sell it. And you know, house property house prices, you know, you rarely make a loss on that. So I do like I do like the angle. Um because it's almost even with the power of the talents, the guy who just buried his team. Yeah. It's like, why didn't you give it to someone who could flip it? Yeah. I'll put in the bank, yeah. 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 So like so like so, 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 so like I've been into like finance and and investing in cryptocurrency as well. But <clears throat> I know myself, like I'm not going to study it as hard as I need to. So yeah. I've just been going to my brother saying, yo, what are you into? Because like, I know that he's been studying it properly. Yeah. Mm. So, so so like I'm I'm happy to go along with whatever he tells me to do. Because I know that he has <coughs> put in the work, and if he tries to shake me, I'll take my money back from him. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's my approach as well. If I'm not, if I'm not, I know I'm not interested enough to sort of do the work. Yeah. Just you know, take a slight, a slightly smaller cut, and let someone else who who is better at doing it do it. So. Anyway, cool. Yeah. All right, well, serious, question. serious question. Serious question. Oh, so in honor of us being sick, I'm sure we've all seen this quote in one way or, or another over the years. Um, you don't see faith healers working at hospitals for the same reasons psychics mm-hmm. don't win the lottery every week. <laughs> uh, thoughts on that? What's my thoughts on that? Yes. On the idea that if, like, so like as Christians, um, if some of us have been given um the gift of healing why don't we go into hospitals and just be healing all day every day so i mean i know of people that go in hospitals and pray for folk now it's not necessarily that they are all getting healed you know um left right and and center but i know people that are actually going into hospitals when you say faith healers we also know you know the ones that are sort of on the tvs and stuff We've seen the documentaries on them, you know, with their earpiece, getting information off of the sign-up sheets for people, you know. Um, so not all of those are real. And you got you got to ask yourself that question. How, how many of the things that you see on TV being broadcast or you see on billboards, this apostle is coming. So, so come with your, with your praise offering, you know, uh, to come yeah. and receive it's yeah um what i do for those who do have the real gift yeah yeah um with such a random amazing gift like why don't you just see them just trying to touch as many people and that's that's what i'm saying you you do see some 
If you see some going going out and praying for folk, you see some with prison ministries, some with hospital ministries going out praying for people. Um, some with testimonies that that people are getting healed, whether or not as to why we're not seeing the, um, you know, Paul walked by and his shadows healing people sort of thing. That's a different question, you know. That's that's a different thing altogether. Um, but I think there are some genuine people going around praying and, and doing healings but then there's also the question as to you know for at least in the time of Christ a lot of the people that got healed it was by Christ's admission their faith that healed them so yes you're, you're making a good point in that why they're not going into hospitals and doing this but then how many of the people in the hospitals won't have faith to receive that healing Does that makes sense makes sense so I mean, I don't have the gift, so I can't say, but yeah. So I feel like that there, there's, there's sensitivity to the movement of God in those situations and in those times. There may be situations in which God would be like, all right, I need you to go to this place and speak to this person for X reason. Um, sometimes not. And then the argument could be, oh, so why does God want to heal some people and not other people? And the answer is, he is God. He does whatever he wants. We can't. We can't like hold him to some sort of standard. He's got, um, and yeah, that's that's almost like a Calvinistic blunt source statement. Um, God is God is in the heavens and he does whatever he pleases, as the psalmist says. Um, so yeah, just just a sensitivity to the leadership, and even even with um, healings within the Bible, don't all fall under the same category. Mm. There were some where it was like, oh, why did, why was this man born blind? It's like, was it because of his parents? It's like, no, this was for the glory of God. Yeah. Other people's like, why why is this happening? Um, not even why is this happening, but it's like, go and sin no more. Or if you sin, an even greater thing will happen to you. Or why are you still here? Don't you want to be healed? Um, people get, get to the pool before I do. I say, pick up your bed and walk. And so it's like, there are different positions and different things that happen um, around ailments and illnesses that I think sometimes we overlook, um, which may shape what healing looks like. And I know personally that for some people, their physical healing has come through, has been a byproduct of an emotional healing. Mm. And so people have been blind and <clears throat> have had emotional clarity and emotional healing, which has then led to their, their visions coming back and so there are things where it's just like, yeah, healing isn't as straightforward as we might like it to be. Um, and so I believe that with healing, there's definitely a requirement for the settlement. Mm. Good point. Mm. Um, my question for Theo yeah. is, so... We see with the wise men. With the wise men. With the wise men coming to Jesus uh-huh. as a young boy. Well, as a baby. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Um, we see them following the stars. Mm. And the... I have heard that the translation for wise men is actually like is meant is more aligned with um, astrology. Mm-hmm. So people who like are able to like navigate the stars and just study the stars and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not necessarily advocating star signs. That's that's, <laughs> that's not where this is going. Yeah. But it's more so questioning. Um, is re- recognizing that God has revealed himself to the world through things outside of the Jewish tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, as believers, what guidelines, if any, would you give to help navigate that? Mm. That's, a good, uh, that's a good question. First thing that comes to mind is that all things, I think, in Christ are sort of 
made new. Um, and that's a bad way of putting it because of the uh, association we have with that phrase. But after Christ, like there's a new, there's a new covenant, there's a new testament, there's a new everything is new. And so I, I'd say post-Christ, what Christ has um what Christ has approved is sufficient. And when I say what Christ has approved, he said, you know, the he said your Bible. You know, he 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 said uh, every got and tittle in the Bible, nothing shall pass without the thingy. So that's that's approved. And then we also know that. Um, sorry, oh, so I thought I had something. Um, through the revelation of John, um, in Revelations, uh, being told to write it in the book and that book having a blessing and that being the book end, that the New Testament accounts of those revelations are also approved. And then you've got the letters that the early church used and all of those things, the letters, the writings of the apostles, the apostles referencing other apostles' writings. So Peter referencing Paul's writing um, and advocating that they read those in addition to the Old Testament. So those things are approved. And so what I'm saying is our Bible, the canon we have is sufficient. When you say... <coughs> things outside of god i think my guidelines are that if you've got that which is sufficient and you have studied that like you know it un- until you've really mastered that i would say it might it could also it could almost be detrimental to go looking for something else and so my first thing is you've got your bible that's fine that's sufficient and the bible is so in depth that you can keep digging in that's great on the extra side of things, I think personally, I think it should all be it should all be spirit led because I think we all have our, our um, unique sort of interests that God has placed in us, and I think when we're spirit when we when we allow the spirit to sort of guide us, we can discover some of these things or discover things in our unique interests that reveal God to us more. You know, anime for you guys or um, I don't know, whatever you might be interested in. And so I think the only other guideline I'd give in addition to your Bible is sufficient is be spirit-led in whatever you're seeking, in whatever you're searching. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it's easy to sort of go down rabbit holes you don't necessarily need to go down. Yeah, definitely agree. And I feel like sometimes you can go down those rabbit holes because the Bible has said something that doesn't align with what, with what you wanted to say. Mm. And rather than trying to align with it, you'll find something you that will align. Something else. Yeah. <laughs> you try and go find something else that supports your, your original bias. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just, there's so much in the Bible already. Why? You know, it's like, yeah, and in, in the wonderful world that we live in, you will find something to back up your thing, train of thought. expert everywhere on everything, you know, with with multiple different uh, debates or, or different sides on all those different things. So yeah. like, just weird. You know, one of the... I was thinking about this yesterday, I think. One of the nice things about having the Bible and it written when it was written was that um, there aren't the same, like, obviously they had their own biases, but uh, um, it doesn't have the biases that we have today? No. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and I think that the benefit of that is, even though you've got all those different biases, because you've got so many different people um, associated with writing it, you know, with their different biases, it almost allows for them things to balance out. Like yeah. Paul can't say something that's completely left of center because those letters are being read by Peter. Those letters are being read by James, the head of the church and being responded to by those people. So it's like, it would have been easy for them to say, well, no, this is actually not in line with what we've been, we've been doing and what Christ gave us. Yeah. That's, but they are contemporary to one another. It makes it balance out a lot better. Yeah, and like you're saying, inspired by the Holy Spirit. So yeah. there's that line. So even if yeah. you have the experiences, the message is the same yeah. throughout. Yeah. Absolutely. 
But yeah, yeah, Bible and being spirit led in whatever extracurricular research you want to do. That, that's sort of my answer. Oh, can't hear you at all. Sorry, um, yeah, I'm not sure you may have mentioned this already, but one thing that I wanted to mention along um, in the head of that as well was um, all things should point back to God. Um, Jesus is the central figure of the Bible. Like, the Bible is about Jesus. Mm. Like, it, (laughs) everything points towards him. Um, And in the extra biblical texts, texts and stuff that you may be looking at, if it starts to move you away from that, that's a red flag. It's like they looked at the stars and were led directly to Jesus. Mm. And so there's even that correlation where it's just even with Balaam, he was led to God's people. He was led to the activity of whatever. Um, and so, yeah, if we worship the creator, not the created, and so if your extracurricular stuff, extracurricular stuff is leading towards the created, then yeah, like, that's the for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Cool. Well done, Peter. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Even though we're still sick, you know. So sick of lost souls, suicide of tears. One other person who I think is sick of love songs, <laughs> Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> So just to provide a bit of context, <coughs> um, I came across this article today sent to the guys about how Will Smith said that he felt um, jealous. It was, what, what, jealous. What was, the word? was it fiercely or wildly jealous? Yeah. Yes, of, of, of Jay's relationship with Tupac. Yeah. And you know what? He knows they smashed. I know they smashed. We all know they smashed. <laughs> no, but I, I don't even think that's the issue because they all had, you know, they all would have had a resume before coming. You know, they, they were famous enough. They all would have had like um, a history. I think it's the fact that, and I think uh, Robert, you pointed this out. She still to this day it was like, oh, I loved, I love Tupac, yeah. <laughs> and I love Tupac. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, yo, <laughs> he's dead, right? <laughs> if he hadn't died, it would have been a different situation. Wow. And and just and just seeing like all the stuff that comes out from them, like every time one of them opens their mouth, it just seems like such a toxic environment to be in. And it's like it feels like beating a dead horse. And so I was thinking about so Jada trying to do That's wrong. That's wrong. Wow. I might have to cut that out. No, we keep it in. That's crazy. Hey, this this is the tired edition, bro. This <laughs> visual was mad. <laughs> uh, anyway, so it got me thinking, like, um, as Christians, like, does it get to a point in one's marriage where you just like have have to call it quits because it's just not working, or is there always hope in one's marriage? So I think I, I had a bit of a rant in the group when you sent this about how Jada and Will are not goals. And I think they're presented as such. They're, they're presented as this ultra progressive black power couple. And it's J. Cole's fault. It's J. Cole's fault. He said he wants that Will and Jada love. Everyone's trying to be like them and, and, and do things like them. And they're so real and red table talk. And I'm like, no, they're, they're broken and they're presenting their brokenness as though it's the norm or that it should be the norm. This whole idea of you do you and I do me, that's not the, that's not the fundamental oh, yeah, definition of marriage. You know, the, the idea that, yeah, you can go and have your entanglements and I'm going to have my entanglements, but we're life partners. No, that's not what marriage is, especially for Christians. That's not what marriage is described to be. Um, it's described as you leave your father's home, you leave your father's home, and the two become one. It's not you do you and I do me. It's not. It's not that. That's finding compromise in your 
your personal desires and, and trying to find a way to present it as, as nice. So I, I, I don't think they're the model that we should be going by at all. And in saying that, um, if marriage, of course, is hard. Of course, marriage is hard. And of course, it's not, you know, it's not going to be all dreams all going forward. But if we've come to this with an understanding that love is selfless and that there are sacrifices that we need to make for one another, then it's not about, oh, we get somewhere and I'm not feeling it, so we're calling it quicks. Because that's, it's never been about just how I feel. It's never been about what just pleases me. It's been about us choosing one another on a daily basis. And so we get somewhere and something's not working, we work it out. And not to say it's easy, and, and that, that might come across for how it sounds, but that's the aim, that's the goal, is you work it out. Someone, I read something somewhere about like a couple that had been, I don't know if this is real, but I saw a meme and it was the, this thing where, I think it was like a 92-year-old couple who had been married for like 50 years or something. I was like, oh, how does it work? And the guy was like, oh, we come from a generation where when something's broken, we fix it. We don't throw it away. And I think that's something that's wrong here is this idea that if it's not working, we can just throw it away. It's like, now nah, you fix it because that's all you've got. And that's all you choose to have where we come from a generation now where there's so much choice and there's so much opportunity and there's Tinder and there's this and there's instant gratification that can be had. But it's like, nah, if, if you, and, and sorry, I'm going on a rant. I know I'm going on a rant and I'll stop. Nice, but if you've lived a life, even like the idea of celibacy and sort of saving yourself for marriage, and not to say that gives you a perfect marriage, but if I've done that coming up to this point and then we get married and for a week she's on her period and so I can't have sex, I've lived the you know previous however many years. I need to and I dated for seven. So at least seven. And even then I was a late bloomer. So I didn't, you know, I didn't do all of that jazz. But seven years of, you know, celibacy, one week is not gonna kill me, if that makes sense. So it's like that this whole thing of, yeah, I can go and have an entanglement here and it's hard to maintain the sex. Drive. Who cares? Shut up. You guys have all the money. If you want, you can go and have sex in the private plane. You can do, if you wanted to, you could do it. So shut up about all this. Sorry. Yeah. Peter is not I, I actually like Will. I actually liked, I liked Will's stuff. But then all this stuff with Jada and all this red table talk and bringing Willow on and it's like, yeah, we'll talk about how I, you know, like one night stands or whatever with both girls and boys. And that's just my truth. It's like, shut up, man. <laughs> it's, it's always interesting when I'm like that's my truth almost as though like you need to just who, who are you to define truth who are you um, I find that there's like when you enter into a marriage covenant there is a standard sorry there's a what there's a standard mm. that standard if, if you enter into a marriage covenant from a biblical perspective there is mm. a standard and it's, it's clear. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And wives, submit unto your husband and unto the Lord. Just by the sheer fact that husbands are called to love their wives as Christ loved the church, the church is not perfect. The church oh, so We've had many a podcast about that. Yeah. Consistently makes mistakes, both to each other and to God. And so we are being commanded to love an imperfect person perfectly. That is beyond our capacity. We need the power of God in order to do this. So just to add to that, because that's what the entire book of Hosea is about, Hosea, Hosea. And you, like, like you said, it, it's almost unfathomable to think of, but then you put yourself in Hosea's shoes where you can, as a man, marrying a prostitute. <laughs> it gives you a different perspective, but sorry, more carry on. So it's like, we are being commanded to love. And it's, you could almost argue, ah, oh, Jesus is God, he's perfect. So it's, it's fam, he became human. Yeah. yeah. He became human and he, he wrestled with God at Gethsemane to be like, yeah. yo, can this? And it's like, yeah. in as much as he had no imperfections, Hebrews tells us that he was still susceptible to human emotion. Yeah. And Challenged so and tested in every way. Yeah. So, yes, we're broken. 
I am not able to perfectly love someone, but that's part of the challenge of my husband. And so the question in, in that, if it's not working, should we just part ways? My challenge would be, unless it's, unless it's due to a circumstance around like <clears throat> some sort of abuse, yeah, like a safeguarding issue, whether it's physical abuse, um, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, psychological abuse or neglect, like a real safeguarding issue. Mm. My challenge to the couple would be, are you as the husband or are you as the wife fulfilling what the requirements are for marriage? And so it's not, it's not you evaluating the spouse's stuff, it's you evaluating yours mm. and seeing how you can if, if there is a real safeguarding issue, then my advice would be get out. Even if it's a, even if it's a case of like living in separate houses or whatever, if you don't want to still try and make it work, like using wisdom there, but your immediate safety would be my concern. Whether the man or the woman, your immediate safety would be my concern. And so I'd be like, leave the house, make sure that you're safe. And then we can address how this moves forward. If this is a character trait, blah, 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 then it may be wiser for you to part ways. But depending on, like, if, if it's like a mental breakdown, like, shift them into the space, let's try to get him help or her help. And then let's see if it can work through this from a safe space. But if it's just, oh, yeah, like, I'm just not feeling it anymore, wasteland, do your job. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. As, as Peter was saying, fam, it is not, it is not easy, but it's that commitment to be like, yo, like I am choosing to love this person, thick or thin, happiness, sad times, health, sickness. This is the person I'm committing myself to. Love is a choice. It's yeah. not butterflies. Love is a choice. So you wake up every morning choosing to love this person, irrespective of their faults. Yeah, and I think that part of human, what's the word? Human exist. Yeah, human nature mm-hmm. is to feel like you'll be you'll be the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. So, like everyone, all of your married friends might tell you, "Watch out, married life is hard." Mm-hmm. You gotta think, eh. no, no, not for me. I'm special. <laughs> yeah. I'm special. Yeah, the American people will tell you, you know, sex is great for the first two, three months. After that, it's gonna, it's gonna go down. <laughs> I ain't gonna happen to be <laughs> <laughs> my stroke game strong. Yeah, we're gonna see, but and yeah, and I think there's always and, and yeah, and it's also that and that thing about like um, the difference between theory and reality. Mm. So, so it's like no something will be. Difficult and there'll be hard patches in theory, um, isn't as scary, or you might not take it as seriously as when it, it like actually hits you. Yeah. yeah, but but then there's it's also it's it's also to be forewarned is to be forearmed, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so if you're not going in with the presumption that you are going to be the, ex- the exception to the rule, then it's actually beneficial if you learn from other people's mistakes and you learn from other people's advice and stuff like that. There's this. Um proverb i don't know where it's from but i heard it from a couple of guys that i listen to podcast wise and they said um experience is an expensive class that only fools choose to attend mm, mm. makes sense yeah <laughs> it's like only a fool would choose to pay for this class of experience and it's that mm. with, with how expensive it is if you can learn from somebody else, fam, you've just gained all of that knowledge yeah. on another person's tuition fee. But oh, <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's um, and and one thing as well that I find um, equally not as not as helpful is for those who have had secular enjoyments before your. <laughs> Before, yeah. you're, before you get married um, when things start to dull 
there can be a um, not a tendency, but a, a a a real what's the word? Temptation. Not even temptation, but danger mm. of comparison mm. or mm. flashbacks mm. or whatever. I just be like, oh yeah, no, she, like things were like this back then. Things were like this there. Like mm. what's going on? Good times, man. Good stuff. No, like that's good times. Like man, just man, just wanna sit and just, just you know, just tap on the shoulder and that all like, oh yeah, like she just made my breakfast in the morning. Like you don't even wanna make my breakfast. Like whatever it may be, that is dangerous. That is dangerous. Because then you're not living in the relationship. You're comparing it to what was before. But. But but is it bad to have expectations based on what your partner has shown you in the past? Yes. Based on what your partner or based <laughs> on what your previous Ex- partners? Previous partners. Previous partners, yes. Okay. But if, if it's like your, your, your like current partner mm. and, you know, before they used to be cooking the breakfast in the mornings, used to be doing this, doing that, these times you'd be lucky if they even buy a loaf of bread when they're going to get the <laughs> Like, I... There's, I think there's there's wisdom in that in navigating um, the transitions within the relationship. Yeah. So just different seasons are cool for different things, um, and and so ho- holding expectations based on characteristics and traits that this person has shown. I don't necessarily think that that is wrong, but I do think that there needs to be a graciousness extended with, even within that. Yeah. Um, because there could there could be a bag of things that's happening within there. Like literally, a fault could be on your end. Mm, yeah. And as much as she used to make the breakfast and stuff, you used to do the dishes. Now you don't. Yeah. So she stops making the breakfast and you're like, oh, you used to do that. But then you used to do something as well. So, or even yeah. something as little as like you could be washing the dishes, or you can just like be really complimenting her dishes yeah. and like really like showing her just how much you're enjoying it. And so her act of service was always been complimented by words of affirmation. And then you just really said, oh, yeah, like, I told her that her stuff's good, isn't it? So I'm just going to eat it. Without realizing that it's not that she was doing it to get that, but that was almost part of the enjoyment of serving you this meal. Mm-hmm. But now that's not necessarily coming back. And so that enjoyment is just like, I'm just waking up to make my man a sandwich and that is what you like saying thank you or that. And so, yeah, there needs to be a graciousness. But in terms of a previous relationship, I, I would say that's dangerous. Yeah. I would say that's very dangerous. I, I would say don't do it. And then I'd even extend that to sort of the pornographic material that's so relevant and having expectations of your wife to, you know, comparing her to these athletes, essentially. Well, athletes yeah. and actors. You know, I think that's unfair. But can I can I make a further point for the the idea of celibacy? Because I think that because of the whole purity culture movement and, and because of where we are now, I think that doesn't get enough of a good rap. This idea, I think, of um, things dulling down after a while. If you think of sex as it is presented now and this whole idea of coming into a relationship super experienced, that experience is seldom achieved with one person that's achieved with multiple partners and so understandably if you then enter into a commitment where you're like we're going to just have sex with each other understandably that could become thingy but if you have saved not saved yourself because again I think that has this idea of I'm saving myself for some greater reward but actually you're just not having sex because God has designed it for marriage but I think one of the benefits is that perceived dulling I think is further delayed because I found if you're discovering things with your partner and you guys are both discovering things with each other, initially, of course, there's that, you know, hump of getting to hump. grips with everything, <laughs> getting to grips with everything um, and uh, understanding one another. Bare innuendos. <laughs> the hump of getting to grips. <laughs> grips. Hey. Come on, squeeze, come squeeze, on. squeeze. Hey, come on. Oh, God, I can't. But, but you'll find you'll find as you guys get and with all the other things you get better as you get better at it you discover more things you become more yeah. free and it actually in my opinion delays this perceived um dullness because you're still you know further in you're still discovering 
you're still discovering it, and you're getting better as you <laughs> Feather in here, going balls deep in the thing. Come on. Come on. You know what, yeah? Sometimes Dallas is even bad. Sometimes you're tired. Sometimes you can't be doing this to, 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 to hold that yards. No, but this is the thing. And, and it adds to it. You, if you don't, you don't come to it with this expectation that every day has to be fireworks and stuff. Because as you oh. said, especially after kids, sometimes it's just like, nah. Yeah, sometimes just like a quick spoon, you know, just, you know, pull the panty down, get, get the wrong week. <laughs> and I think, um, so when I was working in the church, Gems had a conversation with the young people that I... I thought was very helpful and even the way she phrased it she was like you don't want your wedding night to be the best sex you've had in the marriage oh yeah no. mm. but there's, there's that reality of as you grow in your relationship as you grow in understanding of each other that knowledge would also extend to, to, to sex and so you you grow in understanding and knowing like how your partner wants it, how your spouse likes it. Like, as Peter was saying, it's like you're, you're growing in knowing your partner intimately. And so the levels of enjoyment should grow as you're knowing your partner. And so the more you understand, and the thing is, like, what your partner may like at 25 may not be the same as 35. Flexibility may, might go down. Um, like when she gets pregnant, certain positions might not necessarily work. Certain positions definitely don't work. Certain positions get better. Oh. So it's like, <laughs> hey. so it's it's learning these things and learning your partner and learning each other and even like learning yourself. Recognizing, exp- being open to explore yourself um, within marriage context, not just by yourself. But um, <coughs> so yeah, there's there's almost this, this growth that you go through. Um, and I'm, as Pia was saying, it's not going to be like every night, it's going to be this fireworks or a situation. But this commitment to constantly learn and know your partner. I think it's Stephen the Levite who, who says that, yo, like, I'm studying um, two doctorates, one on the Bible and one on my wife. And I go in, like, I approach these on a daily basis. And it's not just like the Bible, but like my relationship with Jesus and who he is. But the next day, daily study of my life, daily trying to take notes, daily trying to learn and to grow and to know her more. And the more we do that, it should eventually translate into all areas of, of our marriage. Mm. <laughs> I say, I say that um, while still recognizing that the translation may not always be clear, may not always be smooth. Uh, but yeah, it should translate if you are committed to it. So, outside of like sex stuff um, in you guys' marriages, like what are things that you've done or like your partner may have done to have, have helped when things have got a bit dull in the relationship? Um, I, I think I think it's too early. <laughs> it's too early. <laughs> we're still we're still, we're only like what uh, twenty nineteen. We're only like about three years in. Um, yeah, I was only been three years. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Fresh, bro. so I think it's still early for us. Wow. Um, yeah, but things haven't wow. got. That's the thing. Things haven't got dull per se. So yeah, that's dope. Wait, did you actually get married twenty nineteen? Think so, gosh. Not fam, no, I think it was before that, you know. Was 2019 it? is when Noah was born. Oh no, then it was before that. I don't want to say 2017, because that would be what four years? Because 2019 is when lockdown hit. Oh yeah. No, no, no. We've been married for at least a year before then. I think it's 2018. Hey, this <coughs> is bad. Luckily yeah, fam, she's not here. Fam, luckily you can you might be able to chop this up. I will be chopping this out. No, 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 no. I'll leave it in. I'll leave it in. That's right, Peter. Peter Peter's a man. What is this toxic masculinity? It's not not about being a man per se. It's more so just the honest truth. I don't I don't remember. But I know how to find it because it's easy. I think um 
Yeah, I don't I don't think it becoming dull is how I'll describe it. But navigating challenges is how I'll describe it on my end. That's good. Um, so yeah, the relationship hasn't necessarily become dull, but the realities of navigating life together has presented its challenges, which is impacted in different ways. 2017. Um, yeah. Um, which is impacted in different ways. And I think um, making a commitment to the relationship has definitely been one that has been very helpful, but also not um, second guessing and doubting her commitment to this relationship. Because it's like, I'm like, I'm committed, but what are you saying? Yeah. And that then like undermines her and her her position and almost like, yo, like how can you even ask me that? So yeah, not second guessing her commitment to this relationship. Um, and I'm really fortunate to be in a relationship in which I know that the woman is is as committed to me as I'm committed to her, possibly even more so. Um not saying I'm like thinking about different or anything like that far from it. But just yeah, having that that sense of assurance, um, and also ensuring that no one, no other human relationship, stands above my relationship with her, yeah. not even my children. Yeah, that's a mistake a lot of people make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's demos where it's like when your children are young, they are physically dependent and. And so it's easy for them to become a priority. Mm. But actually, like, it's your spouse who should be your priority. But they, they're going to leave. Man, the kids, yeah, the kids going to leave. It's like, they I haven't leave. committed myself like that. Like, yes, I'm your parent. But when you hit 18, when you hit 18 and then you can literally be whatever you want to be. Yeah. You can move, like, but my wife is someone who I have. And, and plus, this is going to sound deep, but... I chose to have a kid. I chose to have a kid. I didn't choose to have you specifically. <laughs> <laughs> no, like that. I didn't choose to have you specifically. Oh, I chose to have a kid. You came. You came. I'm happy. <laughs> no, like that. You like, happened I, to make it. I, I thank God. <coughs> but I specifically chose my wife yeah, yeah, and yeah. bound myself to her for the rest of our lives. Yeah. And so there's a massive difference there. Like with a child, I almost walked into it with blindfolds on. Yeah. Um, I thought Robert's gonna make a joke there, but it's cool. And I, I, I lined it up for you, but you were too. I was, I, I was going to, I was going to, I was a bit slow. I guess you could say that you didn't see it coming. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Um, but with my wife, it was one in which I was like, "Yo, like this." This is this is the one I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with. Um, and it's almost like our children are are a product of our love. Um, that doesn't happen in every situation, but I'm grateful that it is in ours. Um, so yeah, like even with your children, partner comes first. And there's a there's a book. Uh, it was one of my hookups a while back, um, speaking about. Sex and marriage. I think it's called Sex and Marriage and the Glory of God. Sex, Marriage and the Glory of God or something like that. Mm. And like this guy is almost hitting retirement age. And he's like, yeah, like me and my wife are still at it. Like I go, I um, I travel. When I come back, my wife comes and picks me up. We stop off at a hotel before we get home. Like it's just, yeah. And like, you know, like that. And it's like, we, we get to the hotel. We got to one hotel and the guy at the desk was looking at us like we were, we were like high school lovers or something. And he was like, no, nah, like we've been married for like however many years. Mm-hmm. And just going through where it was like, he studies his wife, he makes her a priority. He, he makes her know that like, you, like you're my wife, you are my priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and he argues that for husbands, we shouldn't even do like alternating date nights and we shouldn't try to do date nights like every other week or whatever. It was like, no, you take, like, you take the lead on dates. 
Mm. You bang date nights every week. It is your commitment to her. Mm. If she wants to do something on top of that, so be it. But the main date night, <coughs> that's yours to shoulder. That's yours to be like, you're my wife. I'm going to show my commitment to you. And then not just allowing things to become monotonous and mundane, but consistently looking for new ways to be able to treat her, surprise her, buy her gifts, shower her with affections, know her love languages, and actually tap into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy that book. I really enjoy that book. And it's, it challenged me to be a lot more intentional with it. And so that has been one way that um, has allowed me to, yeah, just engage with, with my wife from a, from a much more intentional perspective. And doing things like marriage, the marriage counseling and stuff like that is, is always helpful. Or even if you think you're in a good space, um, doing stuff like that. There's the HDB um, marriage course, which is online now and it's free. Um, you just need to buy a journal. You can you can use paper and stuff, but the journal lays it out really nicely. Um, and it's, as I said, it's free. The journal is about like 10 pounds or something like that. Um, and then, yeah, you can just get into it. So yeah, it, it's investing into the relationship as well. So being intentional about investing into it. Just as much as spirituality i'm not sure if peter's got any no 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 i think i think that's that's on point i think that's on point i think the idea of continually dating you know what you did to get her do to keep her you know you know that that's 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 and and i'll also say um there's been there's been a lot of talk like people have said oh like um the shape that you were in when you got her maintain that shape or the shape that she was in uh fam like as for me i think that's nonsense um but if you and your relationship are like yeah let's do this then that's down to you Mm. (laughs) but i i personally think that that's nonsense um, yeah, when we were when we were when we were at uni or when we were at college, yes, I can wake up every morning, go bang gym um, every evening, yeah. bang gym, because that's all I was doing. Now you're waking up. There's kids trying to call kids. you out. It's, um, if you can't take care of yourself, of course, take care yes. of yourself. Stay healthy. Yes, like yes. Don't 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 commit suicide by di- diabetes. You know like that. You know, I, I think don't, that- you don't need to hold yourself to that stupid standard anymore. Okay, metabolism so isn't the same my yeah. metabolism isn't the same as it was in your youth facts. facts so yeah and it's it places a very unhealthy amount of pressure on yourself yeah. to remain at a certain weight and a certain whatever and I feel like society does a very good job of just making people conscious of their of their bodies of their shapes and stuff like that that you don't want to introduce that into your marriage um you want to be able to yes like encourage your spouse to be healthy and stuff like that but that being healthy doesn't look like a six-pack yeah it honestly doesn't need to be amen amen (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that yeah i think that's that's what i add to it don't hold each other to to these physical standards in terms of how your body needs to look. Um, but don't just be unhealthy either. Like steward your body right. Yeah. Um, without and, and that it goes into not just trying to be the Hulk or whatever. And if you're gonna be saying get in shape, do it together, you know. The don't 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 just leave it to the one person and say go go and eat salad, you know. Let, well, I, was just, well, I was just in the EMS you brother. Yeah, bro. Let that be part of the romancing too, you know? Hugo, babe, let's do it. Ten more minutes. We got oh, this. Man. Okay, all right, all right. <coughs> all right, but, but sex is a good form of cardio. Come on. Burn those calories. Hey. Increase that lung capacity. All right, come on. Strap from that jaw. <laughs> <laughs> This is such a wild episode. He said strengthen that jaw. He actually said strengthen that jaw. You better talk about chewing gum. Strengthen those pelvic muscles. Doing them kegels. Come on. 
Silly, silly, silly. Akigo、uh, Zero Fink. What? Sorry? Kegel exercises. Do they really work? Yeah. Kegel, Kegel exercises.、Oh, yeah, yeah, they do.、Mm. they do. That's, that's all I'm going to say.、Oh, so、I have nothing、Peter、else to say on it. You dirty dog, you. <laughs> All right. Let's round up because I was sick and I need to go and cry myself. No babes to cough to me tonight, which is sad. Yeah. All right. Look ups. Hey, when we start doing the, the video thing, yeah, yeah, in situations like this, it's going to be bants. <laughs> super fans. Damn what? <laughs> oh man. All right, hookups. I'll go, I'll go first. I'm going first. I'm going first. My hook. And I never go first. So let me go first for once, Moses. Go ahead, G. <laughs> I thought being married would have taught you that. It's not always about you being first. <laughs> Come on. Come on, I get mine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my hookup. <laughs> is a YouTube series <laughs> called My Name. Oh, is that MMA? Has that got anything to do with MMA? No. Oh, no, you said YouTube series. Okay. No, Netflix. 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 Netflix series called My Name.、Uh, it's a Korean like, drama about this girl whose dad is part of this. Like, yeah.、Um, is it MMA? It's not MMA.、Uh, well, I saw she was wearing gloves. She was wearing MMA gloves. Oh, that, that's because she went to go like in the, in the dojo to right, train right. to become、um, the Korean version of Yakuza. Right. And、yeah, so, just needs to see gloves and like that. <laughs> yeah. And so she goes to, yeah, so she, she goes to infiltrate the Korean police force because it was a police gun that killed her father. And so she infiltrates the police force to go and find out who it was that killed her father. I think it was like eight episodes. It was really good. You know, after watching Squid Game, I've been, I've been getting into these Korean drama things. They're not bad, you know? Oh, dude, I've been on Korean stuff for a while, from Uncanny Counter to Sweet Home. They, they've had a few good ones. I think Squid Game is what, what we're going to into. I can't lie. Yeah.、Um, yeah. Yeah. I think、uh-huh. my thing is a podcast.、Um, and this podcast. Is like 35 to 40 minutes long. So it slots right into the, into the time frame that I like.、Um, I think PMEM will mention this. It's called Philosophize This. You're muted. So I, was like, I don't know if I mentioned it, but we've, we've definitely talked about it before. I think I've listened to it once. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Philosophize This.、Um, They, they literally just go through different、uh, philosophers and their main ideas and stuff like that.、Um, and it's dope.、Yeah. It's dope.、Um, yeah, I find that I like just, I'm intrigued by them things there. So just looking at the、um, different trains of thoughts and how things have progressed over time and stuff. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Just because of that last bit, I'm going to change my hookup. So, this is an app called Squeezy. What? Squeezy. What sort of apps are you into? <laughs> It's a Kegel exercise app. Hey! It shows you how to do the squeezing. And it's like, it's one recommended by I don't know, medical professionals, whatever. It is $2.99 on the App Store and on Google Drive,、uh, Google Play Store. But it's, yeah. Man's going、go. into the iOS thing. That's a squeezy, yeah. <laughs> for, the, for, for the villains out there, I'm sure you can find the APK to download. Just Google that. Thank me later. Yeah. There you go. Hey, yeah, just got the NHS backing on it. Yeah, Jeez. It's crazy. Hey, Peter, so, so you, you, you recommend it. All right, it, so yeah. out, out, outro, yeah. Outro. Man, you, you, you vouch for it, yeah. Come <laughs> on. Feet knows how to satisfy his woman. Yeah, yeah. All right, relax, relax with all that, man. All the pelvic muscles. Come on. Hip thrusts. <laughs> <laughs> What that good blood, blood flow? Well done, Peter. Well done.、Uh, well.
your wife thanks you. Hey. <laughs> right. Otherwise, going to start thanking you as well. <laughs> let's let's oh, round up. Yeah. Shout out to Reed for the intro outro music. Calvin Turner for the ordinary and Razor logo. <coughs> you can find us on Twitter at Defense UK, Instagram TBS Furnace. You can email, email us at tbsfurnace.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash backless furnace, no apostrophe. On all good podcasts and websites and apps to backless furnace, we have the apostrophe. And that's it. So this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing now. Blah. We're doing good.